5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. After having sitting in uh, meetings where you had to pick a tune and go over that, I like this. Just letting you guys pick it. I think it's great. Hey, everybody. Uh, Patrick Johnson here. Back at 5 o'clock. Uh, we've been on at noon the last couple of days. Noon to 3 on the uh, NC Sports Network. And uh, it's been a great joy. We're going to keep that up for uh, another week and a half. But uh, we'll be popping in here at time to time to do the uh, show. Thanks to Trent McGee for filling in yesterday. Uh, Trent and Corey Glor will be involved in the uh, broadcast the rest of the week. So thanks to Corey and to Trent uh, for future work they'll be doing here. So uh, this will be my only uh, go-round here this week on uh, my normal time slot because of uh, uh, trying to pay attention to everything going on surrounding uh, that uh, show. And uh, it's uh, it's a joy to do. It's an honor to do. I, I thank uh, the folks uh, who uh, who have that show for letting me uh, do that. And uh, it's a temporary thing, but uh, something nonetheless that is uh, a joy to do. And uh, we're hoping to get Joe Dooley on that statewide uh, broadcast uh, tomorrow or Thursday. Of course, uh, Pirate Hoops will be playing on uh, Thursday night, they say around uh, 10 o'clock, but we'll see against Memphis, uh, and then uh, we've got ECU baseball tonight. In fact, uh, since I uh, am, am uh, already worked uh, three hours today on the air, uh, we figured, and this is my only appearance this week, we figured, okay, well, why not we just, why don't we just go an hour and 15? So that's what we're doing. We're going into Pirate Baseball today as ECU will host Elon. Uh, Weather-wise, we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, the governor of the state of North Carolina, Governor Roy Cooper, made the uh, decision to declare a state of emergency today because we have seven coronavirus cases. Uh, we uh, talked with uh, our congressman for District 3 here, uh, the one and only Greg Murphy, and we're going to talk to him uh, later on about uh, the coronavirus and just try to you know shed a little uh, fact and fiction in there. I think you might be interested on some of the things that uh, Coach Murphy or Coach Murphy, that uh, Congressman Murphy had to say. Uh, but Greg Murphy, MD, uh, in about uh, 17 minutes, we'll talk to the one and only uh, coach Gary Overton. We'll get a primer of what exactly uh, to expect tonight in the second matchup this season between ECU and Elon. Pirates were uh, just hellacious over the weekend. Uh, they blew out Charlotte in the first two games of that series and then came out and had the uh, 5-1 victory on Sunday. And uh, that was a, uh, a great uh, thing there. 
So uh, we'll preview Pirate Baseball with uh, Coach O coming up in a little bit. Congratulations to the uh, Farmville Central boys and girls basketball teams as they're going back to the state championship games. For uh, Farmville, they're looking for a third title in five years and back-to-back titles on the boys' side. On the girls' side, they're trying to avenge last year's uh, loss. We will, if you have not heard, we will be bringing you uh, the games on uh, 103.7 WTIB at high noon and then 2.30 on Saturday. Uh, Ben Byron will be back in the studios. Yours truly will be uh, on the call. And uh, Brian Mull's going to join me. Brian and I have done uh, games for uh, Sirius XM years ago on uh, some of their college basketball packages. So it's been a while since we've done some games together. So uh, we're going to reunite it, worked out with his travel schedule. And uh, so we're going to bring him in and have him uh, on those broadcasts on Saturday. So that'll be a lot of fun as he's going between college basketball tournaments. He's going to make the stop uh, in the uh, triangle and the games will be heard up in uh, Chapel Hill. So uh, we'll be originating from the Dean Dome and uh, that should be a a lot of fun. Big thanks to our sponsors of the games and we'll still be taking on some more sponsors. So if you want to get involved in that, uh, call us here at the station at 252-561-GAME and we'll get you set up with uh, Hank or one of the uh, other members of the sales staff. But uh, here are the uh, great sponsors of our coverage of Farmville Central in the state championship games. Uh, It's brought to you by the Little Rocket, Modlin's Welding, David Kuhn of Kuhn Homes. They're great folks, uh, David and his family are. Dixie Queen, Seafood in Farmville, Outback Construction Company, Boberg Law Office, and then Don Rhodes of Roofmax and Mosquito Authority. So uh, those are the uh, those are the great sponsors so far, and uh, we're still taking some, and we're looking forward to being up there and uh, hopefully bringing back two more state championship trophies to uh, Pitt County uh, in uh, in basketball. Of course, last year two were one with Farmville and South Central. So uh, looking forward uh, to that. Uh, here's something, and if you're going to call in, we'll take a call or two on this. I think this is kind of worth asking today. You know, the state of emergency has been declared. Uh, would you, would you consider, or you, are you considering maybe not going to watch Farmville in Chapel Hill? Or if you have another team, you were going to go watch at NC state on Saturday, cause there'll be thousands of people from around the state there. Maybe you're interested in going to the ACC tournament in Greensboro. Uh, maybe you're interested in going to the ECU game tonight, or maybe you're going down to Wilmington tomorrow when ECU plays UNCW in baseball. Are you second thing? Are you second guessing that? Are you maybe reconsidering that? Are you not going to go to, a, you know, a big sporting event like state championships or the ACC tournament or any ECU baseball games? Even though that's outdoors, it's still a big gathering of folks because of coronavirus. Or is or you just think you know, I'm going to live my life as a sports fan. Uh, I'm just curious about that. And if, if you want to call, it'd be great to have you call. 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. As a admitted germaphobe, I'm more terrified of the fact that there's a shortage right now of hand sanitizer than I am anything else. I'm more scared about that than I am, you know, the coronavirus. But I am I'm making sure I'm, I'm staying very clean, washing my hands, sanitizing when I can't. Uh, so that's kind of my... My thought on that. Do you guys have any? Uh, by the way, today, Ben Byron producing, and then CJ the Jet, the Chuckster pal, is here today. It's a very big inside joke. 
But I mean, would you guys, of course you guys are young bucks. You're not an old fogey like I am, but I mean, would you consider not going to something over a coronavirus fear or is that a little blown up? Which by the way, the, the ACC has come out and said they've consulted with the governor, the governor and, and I guess the state medical teams and they're still going to have the event and they have a pretty hearty crowd. It looks like they're in Greensboro for this uh, game that's going on now where uh, Pittsburgh is trailing Wake Forest. I think the Wake Forest fans are hate watching today, by the way. I think they're ready for this Danny Manning thing to be over with. Uh, that's all the indications coming out of the triad. All right. So, uh, Ben, what, I mean, are you deterred? Would you not go to something because of uh, coronavirus? Coronavirus? I'm absolutely not worried about it. I would go to the ACC tournament regardless. I think it only affects people over the age of 65. Like, it's not a huge detriment. Or it doesn't affect you by a whole lot unless you're over 65. Well, well, Greg Murphy's going to talk to us a little bit about this. But, I mean, it, that's more of, I think it's it's really bad for people of a certain age. Or if you have, like, a medical condition, maybe you have a respiratory issue uh, or a longstanding heart issue. If you have poor health, I think it's it's something that's a problem. But, I mean, it's, the, it's you know, you could get the flu and be in some real trouble even if you're healthy. So yeah, you just, you just don't know. I'm more concerned about the flu than I am the coronavirus at, at this point. But mm -hmm. uh, it does concern me that we don't have too much information on the coronavirus. Well, we'll try to dispel some of those uh, rumors out there with Congressman Murphy later on. All right, uh, CJ the Chuckster, pal, what do you what do you say? I wouldn't be deterred at all. I mean, it's like like Ben said, it seems like it only really affects the elderly as far as like you might die or something, but. For somebody our age, I think it's like two out of a hundred people will die from it if you contract it. So I'm not right. too worried about it. Okay. When you say our age, are you lumping me in, or am I uh, am I old in your guys' mind? We're all strapping young lads here. <laughs> okay, I can live with that. I think you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um. So we'll see. Uh, and again, I, you know. I know we're not giving you anything today to call in, but just call in. I'd be interested. I mean, would you consider not going to the baseball game tonight because you're worried about getting coronavirus or your kids getting it? Or, you know, if you're carrying it as a as sort of a vessel that you might, if you have older parents, get them sick, even if it doesn't show up in your system, you're maybe still carrying it. I'd just be curious to kind of find that out. And I, and I know, you know, we're, we're here to talk sports, and but I mean, this is, this is a case where real world is legitimately encroaching on, you know, in the world of sports. Some of the political stuff is just agenda pushing. But, I mean, like the Ivy League's canceled their basketball tournaments. Now, I know there's no standing tradition with the Ivy League. And it's this big tournament that, you know, brings in a ton of money. But they have finally gone to the Ivy League determining its champion to go to the NCAA tournament by the by – a tournament as opposed to the regular season. They were the, the last of the Mohicans to do that, so to speak. They were the final holdout on that. And so I think it's Yale and the men, and I forget who the women are, but I mean, you know, the regular season champ now goes because they don't want to have a, now they're, you know, in the Northeast, a little different situation up there as far as density and population density. But, you know, there's going to be 20 plus thousand people in Greensboro during this you know, during a single game, there's not that many there today right now, but I mean, there'll be a lot of people, I, I'm sure it might not be 20,000 sellout, but there'll be a lot of people when UNC is there tonight. 
Uh, that UNC game, by the way, you can hear on our uh, sister station, 97.9, if you're down towards uh, New Bern or the Coast, 94.1, uh, Oldies. So uh, you can check that out. I guess 6 o'clock will be the airtime uh, there this evening as they uh, prepare for that. Kyle Allen got a one-year extension. Is it an extension uh, today? Was his deal up? And help me with this because I'm a little... There's been so much him. going. His deal. They re- was up. Oh, so they did resign him. That's right. He was a free agent. And they resigned, but it's a one-year deal, right? Yep. Uh, it's reportedly only worth five hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars. Are you insinuating he deserved more? No, uh, absolutely not. He could wind up being the starter, though. Yeah, it, it just all depends on if Cam's healthy, and I know that's been the running theme with the Carolina Panthers, but it just all depends. I think there should hmm. be some kind of incentive kind of bonus in there, but I don't know how exactly that works. Well, I'm sure there's something. But Kyle Allen uh, on a one-year deal with uh, the Carolina Panthers. If if Kyle Allen had had a good agent, well, I shouldn't say he have a, if he had a good agent. If Kyle Allen had gotten linked up with a certain kind or maybe the right kind of agent, was there a time this year you think he could have gotten more than – 580 some odd thousand absolutely uh maybe after the around the first six games definitely or after the first six games uh he could have got big money somewhere for for a Kyle Allen yeah I think so I think so um there we go ECU and Elon uh tonight 6 30 will be the first pitch the uh airtime for uh the pregame is coming up about an hour from now uh, we'll uh, yield to the network at uh, 6.15 tonight. So we're going to take you up to that on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, you've got the first two games. Uh, do we have the Sports Channel 8 song? Do we have that to play uh, here? We did this on the 12 to 3 show today. Our friends from Sports Channel 8 that air on 99.9 The Fan at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays uh, did a little parody when the ACC tournament went to uh, – this day where they play for 20-some-odd days in their tournament now. They start on Tuesday. Uh, two games, one happening right now. In fact, it's nearing the end of the first half. My Wake Forest Demon Deacons leading Pitt 41-38. to uh, And then, oh, gosh, Pitt just had a guy dunk. It looked like he missed it, and then it went up in the air and went through the basket. These are the things that are going to cost my Wake Forest Demon Deacons the game today. And then the uh, Heels will take on uh, Virginia Tech tonight uh, at uh, 7 o'clock, all from where the ACC tournament should be played every year, the Greensboro Coliseum. But uh, here we go. So that's uh, the story there. We're uh, bringing you uh, Greg Murphy a little bit later on. Coronavirus gathering at these sporting events. What does all that uh, mean? What's uh, Doc Murphy's... uh, Advice here, we'll hear from our congressman who's also a a surgeon uh, practicing uh, here in uh, Greenville as a medical doctor, and uh, Gary Overton in just a few minutes uh, here. Anything else that we need to get in, boys, that I've uh, omitted here in in this first thing? All right. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Ben. Jaden Gardner uh, was named uh, second team All-American Athletic Conference today. Probably shafted you know the second go around in the league i think you know teams figured you know well these guys can't shoot we could just 
clog the lane or, or double down on Jaden, and they made life really hard on Jaden. But he still put up phenomenal numbers. Don't get me wrong. CJ, am I, are you, am I right on this? I mean, that, that's that's how it kind of se- it seems to me. And it just, I'm not going to say he struggled, but obviously he wasn't putting out the 20-point, 10-plus uh, rebound performance the second time or the second half of the conference season. It seemed I, like I think that, it all just comes down to wins and losses. I mean, and, and well, also I think it comes down to positions too because I think Precious Ochua plays the forward position, correct? Mm, it's true. Okay, yes. so I, I mean, I, I don't know if you can if they'll go against positions and put both Gardner and Achua in there. So I think that may have affected it as well. CJ the Jet pal there. I, here's here's what I, and I I think you're correct about the, the position thing. Number one, that's a, a a ridiculous notion. In this day and age, you you shouldn't pick teams by position. You just pick the five best players. If they're all five guards, so be it. I mean, am I wrong about that, guys, or or am I off base? I I think you got a point there. I mean, positions they 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 still matter, but not as much as it used to. Let's say 10, 20 years ago. I'd say the point guard matters, and I'd say if you have a forward that can guard in the post, that matters. Uh, if that's a four or a power forward, or you consider him your center, so but but I mean, other than that, I, I think the notion of two guards, two forwards, and a center is is just passe. And it used to drive me crazy, but I mean, that's just not the way the game's played now. I mean, there's just a lot of positionless basketball. So, but I I, I hear your point on that, CJ, and I hear your point on is it you know, it's the type of thing that wins and losses. Cause that's what I was about to say. It just seemed like Jaden's production, which was phenomenal this year was not quite what it needed to be uh, in the second part of the conference season to be an all first team. But I mean, you know, it's again, it's, it's like the thing we just talked about a few minutes ago, with Kyle Allen, if you do that deal with Kyle Allen uh, middle of the season, the guy's getting a ton more money than 600 grand. If you're doing Jaden Gardner through the first half of the conference year, as you enter February, who is the player of the year uh, in the conference or who's the, you know, all conference first team, Jaden Gardner's probably your player of the year. And he's also probably your leading vote getter on the first team. But, you know, you play the whole, the whole deal, the lack of success, maybe, you know, didn't help there, but you know, Mooney got on for Notre Dame and they didn't have a great year in the ACC. It's a different league. I know, but, yeah, and I, I think, too, just people figured out with Jaden, I mean, the fact that he was able to put up the numbers he was able to put up with other teams figuring that out was remarkable. So, but I, you know, I just, it's deserved whatever it is, and I think Jaden, as this career goes on here, may be the player of the year in the league, and he may very well, he will definitely be a first-teamer, I, I would predict, the next two years if he's playing in Greenville uh, those years. Not that I'm saying he won't be, but, you know, if if he's if he's a four year guy here in Greenville the next two years he's an all first team guy and could be the player of the year in one of those years. He's got to have some help. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll be joined by Coach O. We'll talk a little bit about tonight's uh, game between Elon and ECU. Uh, you are with uh, the P Man here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Like us on Twitter at 94.3 The Game for breaking sports news, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game invites you to give the gift of growing up. It's all about the kids. As we team up with the Children's Miracle Network, supporting the James and Connie Maynard Children's Hospital at Viden Medical Center. It's the Miracle Maker Radiothon. We believe in miracles. 
Coast. Thursday and Friday, March 19th and 20th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call in your pledges to ensure miracles keep happening in ENC. Thank you. Visit 943thegame.com now to make an early donation and learn more. With 943 The Game, caring for our communities. The P-Man. He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Coach Gary Overton, ECU's all-time wins leader, joins us here on the phone from uh, Clark LeClaire Stadium. He and uh, Corey Gloro get ready to call the ECU baseball game tonight as uh, ECU and Elon uh, meet for the uh, 88th time, as I have it. If I'm wrong on that, Coach will get me on that, I'm sure. But uh, the 88th uh, time that they will uh, be uh, meeting here tonight. Pirates won the uh, earlier matchup in the year. Uh, Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes with us here before the game. Hope you're well, my friend. Oh, very well, and uh, thanks so much, and uh, glad to be here. Thanks again, Patrick. Oh, yeah. Always great to talk to you. Uh, always great to get your insight. Alec Burleson uh, has done so much this year. He's, he's the game one starter now for the weekend series. You know, you're, you're asking him to play a great glove in the field, and he really got the back going and was named the player of the week. I, I You know, it's almost like, I don't want to say we forgot about him, but, I mean, he's he's – you just take for granted how consistent he is. And then he really broke out in a big way and kind of reminded everybody how explosive he is on offense at Charlotte this weekend. Yeah. And I think the key word there, uh, Patrick is explosive. Uh, you're so right that if he was, uh, forgotten for a couple of days or a couple of hours, (laughs) even, uh, it was probably because others around him were starting to find themselves offensively. Uh, we, we have several guys in the lineup now, uh, the ECU Pirates that uh, are mainstay players and players that are very solid in nature who are starting to uh, not just produce offensively, uh, but to, uh, to create and and, uh, and to make some, some run production uh, even more uh, or even better than it uh, w- was originally. Uh, the first two games in Charlotte were just phenomenal. Uh, double-digit runs each game. And uh, like we said, some guys up and down the lineup, uh, uh, Ryder Giles really finding himself now. Of course, mm-hmm. Lane Hoover has been pretty consistent all year. Connor Norby, um, who is the guy that we thought might be a breakout guy. And, and all of those guys giving us, um, giving the Pirates some offensive production. But while that was transpiring, uh, maybe a little focus was turned away from Alec Burleson, uh, but uh, his power, his uh, leadership abilities, and and he being the guy that uh, – easy to say that he's a go-to guy, but the Pirates look to him. The younger guys look to him. He's a guy that's uh, not only done what he's doing this year for the previous two years, but he's a guy that's very capable of being even better. Coach Gary Overton, Dr. Gary Overton on the phone with us here, ECU's all-time wins leader. Uh, he'll be on the call tonight alongside Corey Glore for uh, ECU baseball against Elon. We'll be uh, turning our broadcast over to them at 6.15 tonight. 
uh, here on 94.3 The Game. Until then, uh, I'll be with you up until that uh, point here on the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship station of the Pirates. You know, I, I don't think it's uh, one of those things that can be taken lightly, the, the kind of hashtag two-way you. But, I mean, for Burley to step in, really with just a few days notice really to start be the season opening starter. And then he's, you know, held that game one starting position ever since what he's done on the mound is phenomenal in itself. Never mind what he's done at the plate or in the field. What he's done as the starter is unreal. Yeah, really, really is Patrick. And you look at his numbers and, and you see uh, how, how well they uh, stack up across the board, but uh, not to be forgotten in any of this, uh, you mentioned two-way U. Uh, I think that was a term that uh, Cliff Godwin put on this club even early in the year. But uh, just uh, just within the last couple of days, um, Aaron Fitt with D1 Baseball has labeled Alec Burleson as probably the best two-way guy in the country. And wow. uh, that's a very strong, yeah, very strong statement. Uh, and and for, coming from a guy that's highly respected in the college baseball circles, uh, so that just speaks to how well Alec has produced uh, both ways, offensively and pitching. But what he brings to the table pitching-wise isn't just the numbers. Uh, we, could get, we could talk about ERA and innings yeah. pitch to strikeouts uh, and a very minimal number of walks. He's only, hit, he's only walked four hitters all season. But we could, we could talk about all of those things. But, but what he also brings is a, a, an uncanny uh, leadership effort on the mound. When he pitches on Friday nights, it, it's always a little better, or a, uh, the, the term would be a little more comfortable for the guys that follow. Guys like Tyler Smith, Cooch Maynard, and then anyone who happens to throw during the week because of the tone and the, what he has set the table with in that Friday night outing. Um, it, it's, uh, it's not an easy task to be uh, the top guy and to, to have to produce weekend uh, and weekend uh, yeah. throughout the season. And he's, he's a guy that does that, but also he makes it a little bit easier for the other guys as well. We got Coach O with us here on the phone. Coach uh, Brian Edgington against Elijah Gill tonight, the lefty for the uh, Pirates. He'll be making his second start of uh, the year. Uh, give us a little bit of a, a primer on, uh, on uh, Gill and uh, what you're expecting out of him tonight. Well, uh, a couple of outings, uh, as you mentioned, Patrick, and he got roughed up a little bit in his first one, but then really bounced back in his second. And he's a left-hander with really good arm speed, and by that we, we obviously know that translates into uh, a pretty good velocity. Uh, we've seen him touch 92 and even 93 at times in the past. Um, a rather small guy by st- uh, statue, but uh, not with that arm. That, uh, that left arm can be a little bit electric, and uh, as he's uh, getting his feet wet uh, on the Division One level, he's becoming better and better each time out. And uh, just one of the many good arms, not in that pirate bullpen or on the uh, or, or in a starting role, but he, he's one of the many good arms that, uh, that this deep staff has, and and that's a luxury for Cliff Godwin and this ECU club. Is tonight a, a pen night in the sense that uh, there's an inning minimum or is it more of a pitch count tonight? Do you expect to see a little more Gill again? This is all assuming that it's another strong outing and everything kind of goes as, as Coach uh, Dietrich and Coach uh, Godwin have sort of uh, mapped it out. Sure. Uh, yeah, it is a pen night. There's no question about that. And, and uh, in this case, it'll probably be a number of innings, a limited number of innings. 
And, and one of the many things that Cliff Godwin's trying to do is to get several players uh, not only game experience, but acclimated to uh, uh, the brand of baseball that the Pirates are going to have to play uh, as the season moves on. Uh, once into conference season, uh, things will even t- uh, toughen up uh, a little more. Now, yes, Pirates have already seen a good Georgia Southern club, a real good Ole Miss team, and uh, a likewise uh, productive Indiana uh, squad. But as you get into conference play, it's going to get a little better. And then toward the end of the year, anything in postseason just gets tougher and tougher the further you go. So the more arms and the more experience that can be accomplished early in a season, which is what Cliff Godwin's trying to do, will make a a game like this a pin night. Um, And and that bullpen will will ask to respond. And players will have the opportunity. We mentioned Gill's first two outings. Uh, Many players will have the opportunity to step up, and some have more than others thus far this year. Coach Gary Overton's on the phone with us uh, here. Uh, this is uh, a midweek home game and then a conference, or excuse me, a, uh, a series back in uh, Clark LeClaire this weekend against Columbia. Uh, Wednesday or tomorrow, is it's UNCW. So this is that first, you know, midweek back-to-back. Does that change roles a little bit tonight out of that pen, again, in an ideal situation? Doesn't really change the roles, not by any means. Okay. Uh, but what it, what it does change, is the fact that you're now uh, adding a game, uh, a fifth game. Uh, so uh, we talked about game experience for a multitude of players. This is where it factors in on, on five game weeks. And um, uh, without that experience, uh, you're asking uh, one or more individuals uh, to take um, a key or a prominent role uh, in a situation with, uh, with, with no experience and like tomorrow night, at UNC Wilmington would be on the road. And that's, uh, that, that's a tall order or a tall task to ask of anyone. Uh, so uh, it doesn't really change the roles, but it, uh, it does change a little bit of the concept of mm-hmm. uh, uh, how you would go about the week and not any one particular game. Cliff moved into third place all-time on the wins list at ECU. You are the all-time wins leader. Billy Godwin, our, our good friend, who's uh, getting better and better from what we understand now at UNCG second. Of course, the, the great coach, LeClaire, was there as a number three, and Cliff passed him. And I think uh, Cliff you know, even admitted that was when he, once he found that out, that was a little uh, emotional. The thing I think we all love about Cliff Godwin, and I know you saw this early on when you recruited him, Coach, is that, uh, he really loves this place, and he's very passionate about the tradition of ECU baseball and uh, tradition or, or, or very passionate about what is ECU and what it means to Eastern Carolina. Yeah, and it had to be touching to to pass uh, Coach LeClaire in that sense. Um, but at the same time, I think, um, I think Cliff Godwin would tell you that uh, that passion you're referring to um, and uh, and how it translates to the tradition of ECU baseball that uh, guys like Cliff Godwin, uh, he would not admit, but is a huge part of it uh, right now as the head coach. But in the past, as a player, um, uh, he's he, he's a, a force uh, that that has made a, a highly traditional program even that much better. And, and I'm sure he would give a lot of credit to Coach LeClaire for instilling not just the ethic or the work ethic or the, the knowledge and the, uh, 
uh, the, the concepts of tactics and strategy, but uh, just as a person. I think he would tell you that uh, um, the person he surpassed in his last win uh, has probably made him a better man uh, as well as a better coach uh, because of uh, uh, what Coach LeClaire meant to everyone in the ECU community. Coach O, what uh, are you looking for out of uh, the uh, the Pirates tonight against Elon? Some keys or well, just some uh, aspects where you want to see him perform well? Yeah, uh, well, having seen them uh, just a little over a week ago, uh, that's certainly an advantage to the Pirates. Um, uh, this is a club that will come in tonight, and it, it's not a, a, a really stellar offensive club. They have trouble scoring runs and uh, have limited power at the plate. Um what they try to do is to get ahead and to beat you with defense. Now, their, their uh, weekend pitching is just like everyone else. Uh, it's mm-hmm. there, it can be very good at times. But then when you get into midweek play, that's a luxury the Pirates have that many others don't uh, with the number of arms and with the uh, quality of arms uh, and and, uh, and a very, very good pitching staff. And, and, and Elon probably doesn't hold that. But for Elon, uh, I'm sure that they're – their game plan coming in tonight is to slowly take a lead and to hopefully pad that lead and to hold on with its bullpen. Are you going to Wilmington tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Oh, great. That's going to be a little different yeah. going down. I know Coach Scalf's still around the program. Don't let anybody fool you. He's he's still he's, around. He's around. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's around the program, uh, but at the same time, he is uh, – He's around the program, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he is uh, um, more as a uh, consultant. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, they have not missed a beat under Randy Hood, who was the longtime right. assistant under uh, uh, Coach Scalf. And, of course, we all know about the many championships and the many games that uh, Coach Scalf won down there. But uh, Randy Hood, his longtime assistant, uh, now with some big wins this year, Already, uh, just two weeks ago, um, the Seahawks went into the University of Kentucky at Lexington and uh, came away with a sweep. First two games shut out. So I think that uh, speaks well of uh, of the pitching and the pitching performance that uh, UNCW is very capable of. And the Pirates will see that tomorrow night. Yeah, their weekend, speaking of weekend pitching, boy, UNCW has been lights out. I mean, they've, they've been remarkable, uh, on the weekends coach. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate your time as always. And to have a good call tonight and uh, go pirates against Elon. Yeah. And thanks so much, Patrick. Enjoyed talking with you. All right. There he goes. Coach O Gary Overton. I always feel wiser when I listen to coach O. Uh, that guy, that's the guy's seen a thing or two on a diamond in his day. And, uh, uh, just does a fantastic job and, uh, just always a joy to talk to. I, I just, I, I get a kick out of talking to coach Overton. I really do. Uh, and he does just such a, a marvelous job, uh, and is, is a great pirate as well. Um, wake is, is tied now with Pitt. my wake forest demon Deacon. So they had the ball to start the second half and they inbound and the guy for Pitt bats it back. And the guy for wake catches it on the sideline instead of getting out of the way and it's Pitt's ball. This, this thing for Danny Manning can't come to a conclusion quickly enough for Wake fans. Uh, ben Byram will update you on that and uh, some other news and notes, baseball, uh, college hoop, uh, everything that you need to know right now. Here is uh, Ben Byram with an update at uh, 537, now 538 here on 94.3 The Game. Ben? 
Ben Barm here for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. Pirate Baseball looks to keep the good times rolling as they battle Elon tonight at home. ECU's starting pitcher for tonight's contest is Elijah Gill. And no doubt about it, Coach Godwin is feeling confident about his pitching staff. Godwin gave high praise to that Pirate pitching group. Oh, pitching's been, it's been very consistent over the entire year. I mean, you look at our pitching numbers, I don't know how it compares to this is the deepest pitching staff we've ever had here. I mean, when you look at the stat sheet and the amount of guys that we have thrown, we've never had that many guys throw in our program. So that's a really good thing, especially when you're going into a five-game week like this week. Coverage for that game can be heard right here at 6.15 following the show on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. The American released their basketball all-conference teams today with only one Pirate making the cut. Forward Jaden Gardner made all-conference second team after leading the conference in scoring and ranking third in rebounds per game in the American. Gardner averaged 19.7 points per game with 9.2 rebounds. Pirate Hoops will look to make some noise in the conference tournament as the 11th seed as they battle the 6th seed Memphis Tigers Thursday in Dallas at 10 o'clock. Coach Joe Dooley gave his personal scouting report on that Memphis Tigers squad. And he's, he's just such a, you know, he and Thomas are terrific. You know, Thomas is very underrated, in my opinion. I mean, he, he really stretches the floor. He's a very good passer. Precious is a, is a unique talent. I mean, he can play inside, he can play outside. He gets off on a different floor when they throw the ball out, uh, throw the ball up. And, uh, you know, they're very balanced. Look, Cadonez has played really well throughout the year. And, you know, Tyler Harris has had some really big games lately. In the first round of the ACC tournament, Wake Forest versus Pitt currently underway. It is tied at 48 in the second half with 15, 16 minutes left in the ball game. Also in the first round of the AAC tournament, ACC tournament, UNC would be a four and a half point favorite as they take on Virginia Tech at seven. And in the WCC t- conference tournament, second ranked Gonzaga will be a nine point favorite as they take on St. Mary's Gales at nine. And a high school hoops live coverage for Farmer Central's quest to claim back-to-back two-way state championships can be heard this Saturday of coverage from our very own Patrick Johnson and Brian Moe live from the Dean Smith Center. Both girls and boys games can be heard this Saturday at noon on our sister station, 103.7 WTIB. Out of J.H. Rose football, offensive coordinator Jordan Allred has found a new home as head coach of the Durham Jordan Falcons. Allred was OC for the Rampants for five years, and he'll take over a Falcon squad that went 9-3 last year. The Carolina Panthers re-signed quarterback Kyle Allen to a one-year deal reportedly worth $585,000. With the signing, the Panthers now have three quarterbacks under contracts. For your 94 Through the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Barham. Sports news, pictures, and videos, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. Patrick Johnson. I think he's a hedonist and an overblown grandstander. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. indeed there is a doctor in the house and there's one on the phone now congressman greg murphy md joining us uh, here congressman how are you i'm doing well patrick i hope you are i am sir what i what i wanted to to uh, comment uh, congressman murphy on a compliment congressman murphy on 
is he has put out really good videos on his social media. He's, of course, a medical doctor, so uh, he has been on top of proper procedures and how to deal with uh, the, the pending coronavirus uh, outbreak or the coronavirus outbreak, however you want to look at it. So I have a few questions uh, to ask him. We figured with the first day of the ACC tournament, with baseball going on tonight all around uh, the state, including uh, in Greenville, a dis- an area that is in uh, Congressman Murphy's district, we'd ask him uh, a little bit about uh, some things to do, to the do's and don'ts, I guess, of, of, of coronavirus. So there are proper hand-washing technique posters and, uh, do- and documents all over the Greensboro Coliseum. Is the best thing to do just wash your hands with soap and water for as long as UVA possesses the basketball on a given uh, possession? Uh, um, well, um, okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I think you wash your hands for 15 or 20 seconds. That's the, that's the most important thing. You want to wash off dirt. You want to wash off anything that could uh, allow the virus to uh, stay present. And then when you dry, you dry with a, a towel, a paper towel, and you toss it away. So. That uh, seems pretty straightforward. Congressman Greg Murphy is with us uh, here, with the congressman here today. Big gathering this weekend uh, in uh, the state basketball tournament in a couple locations. ACC starts today. Uh, obviously, five days in Greensboro, 20-plus thousand will be in the arena. Several folks will be uh, cycling through on the uh, on the different uh, times of day with the different games being played the first few days. Uh, what would be your advice to anybody who, you know, is attending the ACC tournament or attending something where there's just going to be a large gathering of fans? Well, Patrick, um, you know, I've been receiving daily, three, four times daily updates, um, as a member of Congress, but also reaching out to my medical colleagues literally across the country, mostly in infectious disease, and really looking at this epidemic. You know, we've faced epidemics before in the country, uh, the H1N1 uh, virus uh, and and other times. And we just have to be smart about this. Um, You know, fortunately, you know, uh, some of the viruses we've had in the past actually affected, uh, you know, we, we had the Zika that affected uh, pregnant women mm-hmm. um, uh, more preferentially. This virus is tending now to affect, at least in the most severe form, those who are elderly over uh, over the age 65, 70, and worse with obviously pre-existing conditions of heart disease, lung disease, diabetes. And so those individuals are the highest at risk to having a severe illness uh, from this. And, uh, you know, here, here's the best thing um, that you can do. You, you wash your hands. You don't shake, uh, you don't shake hands. You elbow bump. Uh, you don't put your hands on door handles as best you can. Um, but to be very honest with you, uh, and, and you know, I know this is going to hurt some feelings, but I don't think people should be going to places where there are a lot of other people. And you can say, well, gosh, you know, I'm 40. I'm healthy. If I get it, I'll be fine. That's right. But if you get it, you've also become now a vector. You've become certain a person who can give it to somebody else, and maybe you're going to meet with your your parents who are elderly, and therefore you then risk giving that virus to them. So, uh, Patrick, I know the the folks at the tournament are not going to like this, but I personally think you stay home and you watch the tournament on television. Um, you know, there's going to be some short-term pain. Um, there's going to be some short-term uh, economic pain for this and inconvenience to people, but we have to look at trying to, you know, I'm a surgeon. I look at worst case scenarios because we hope for the best. If we prevent the problem from being worse, uh, we've helped ourselves out. You know, a pound of 
an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure here. So, you know, I know I'm probably going to catch some flack for that, but um, we have to be smart about this. Congressman Greg Murphy is with us, a member of uh, the U.S. House, but also a medical doctor, District 3. Uh, We have uh, all these major sporting events going on now, Masters right around the corner, ACC tournament, NCAA tournament in Greensboro the next couple of weeks, uh, plus other big events around the state. And uh, you have, uh, for example, ECU baseball tonight in Greenville against Elon. So there are a lot of different uh, events where large crowds are going to assemble anywhere from four or 5,000 people to 20-plus thousand people at a a given uh, time. Uh, The NBA, NHL, MLS, MLB with kind of a joint – uh, press conference and initiative released yesterday where certain members of the media aren't going to be allowed, and actually no members of the media are going to be allowed in those locker rooms and clubhouses uh, in a post-game or even pre-game kind of uh, setting. Uh, is that a, a bit extreme, or, or does that make sense from where you're coming from? Well, um, you know, the whole purpose, I think they're just trying to protect their investments. Um, they're trying to keep contact uh, with their players uh, by outside forces to a minimum. Um, you know, I don't think anything is extreme these days when you're just talking about decreasing your exposure. This is, you know, we're not looking about a 50-year a, a plague. We're looking at a several months of some difficulties here. And so I think just common sense measures uh, in the next six to eight weeks are really going to help us get through this, and it just becomes a blip on our radar. So any interventions that any group does, uh, recommends to decrease exposure to individuals, um, I think are smart things. Congressman Greg Murphy on the phone with us here. What are the symptoms? Well, the symptoms of having um, been infected with the coronavirus can range from, hey, look, I tested positive, I never knew I had it, to uh, a mild cough um, and uh, a fever to having difficulty breathing. Um, And so it it has a wide range of symptoms. You know, the most common people, 80%, um, either don't have symptoms or minimally symptomatic and just should stay at home. You know, I I will tell people, don't go to work sick. You're doing no one any, uh, any good by doing this because even if it is the flu or just a cold, you're transmitting a a virus. Um, So, we're finding out that 80% are really minimal symptoms. Another 20% have more severe symptoms. Anywhere from 4 to 5% may require hospitalization. And um, in, in hopefully less than 1%, those are the people that, uh, again, with pre-existing conditions and generally elderly, will succumb to this uh, uh, viral pneumonia. Final question here for Congressman Greg Murphy, MD. Congressman, we know you're a great sports fan. You've thrown out a first pitch. You played uh, play some pickup it was basketball. A strike, by the way. It was a strike down the middle. It was a right down the middle. We know you. Uh, it was probably a ninety-five mile an hour pitch. Also, okay. I think you might be exaggerating there a little, but it was a, it was right down the middle, and it, it might have top ninety. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, I know you played some pickup ball in your past. All right, we our our ECU Pirates are not in the ACC tournament, so you have some immunity here. Pick a winner for the ACC tournament. That's the final question. <laughs> I um I'm picking uh, I'm picking Louisville. Wow, wow. Okay, gutsy. Going I'll, out there. No, that's good. I like that. That's gutsy. That's gutsy. I'm picking Louisville. Congressman Greg I mean, Murphy. The Tar Heels. The Tar Heels now have what a uh, sixty to one chance. It's not a very good one. Um, it's not a very good one. It, uh, so. Um, you know, but there's also something called the NIT. There's also something, there's also something called next year. Right. Um, 
And there's also something called, uh, hey, look at what Carolina's doing as far as football recruiting. Well, you know, we're, yeah. So there you go. Um, it's been a bounce around year for the ACC. Um, you know, we have the best basketball in the country. It, there's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, when was the last time it wasn't either Duke or Carolina uh, um, uh, at top of the polls? Probably just a couple years ago, but, I mean, it's still. Now, this is the first time that neither have been a top three seed in the ACC tournament in its history. So, How about that? It's How a, about that? Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I dare say next year will uh, be a different year. So. All right, Congressman, tell everybody where they can go online or Twitter to keep up with uh, everything, because you are doing these great updates, these video updates that people can kind of follow along with. Yeah, so, I mean, my uh, – my uh, my Facebook page, uh, Congressman Greg Murphy. Um, you can go on uh, gregmurphy.gov, uh, uh, which is my uh, official congressional page. And my Twitter handle is at Rep Greg Murphy. Um, you know, I'm just trying to keep people informed. Uh, yeah, I, I'm telling the truth here. I'm not trying to sugarcoat something. I'm also trying to allay panic. Uh, there is no reason for panic in this country. Um, I think the media has really flamed this um, a great deal. I do believe there is cause for concern and uh, really more concern really for our elderly, for our parents, for those in nursing facilities. And, you know, I, I'm telling, um, I told my in-laws, I said, look, you know, you, you guys are 84. Um, you just don't need to be going out in crowds and exposing yourself. to them. And so if we're just smart about this, we're, we're not uh, politicizing it. Some, some politicians, you know, be honest with you, have turned this into politics, which in my opinion is just simply disgusting. Um, we just have to be smart about it. We will get through it, and our country will rebound. And uh, let's just uh, be educated and move forward. So, Congressman, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to the good people of North Carolina. Indeed. Uh, Congressman Greg Murphy, great to have you on, Congressman. Do appreciate it. Does that uh, alarm you in any way, uh I mean, he. That, that, I mean, that's he wasn't speaking as a politician there. I mean, he was speaking as a medical professional. Does that worry you about? He, he's saying don't go to something like the ACC tournament or, or something. Now that I hear it from a medical professional, <laughs> I'm a little concerned now. <laughs> uh, CJ the Jet, not concerned. Yolo, baby. There you go, Chuckster. Uh, speaking of the Chuckster, uh, he and Draymond Green continue to go back and forth, don't they? That's great. I love that. Charles is must-see TV sometimes. No, he still is fantastic. Yeah. He really is. I think okay, he, it's uh, a gimmick. It's all a gimmick. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it is played up, but, I mean, Draymond's a punk. I don't think there's any two ways about that, right? That, that's for sure. I don't disagree always, with you there. Always has been and always will be a punk. And, I mean, the the – what it is is Draymond has said something that, you know, Charles is was broken down, washed up, never made any money, which isn't true, and never won any rings, which is true. And then Chuck, you know, says Draymond claims he's going to come take Charles's job. I don't know about and, that. <laughs> and as, as Chuck put it on Dan Patrick, you know, you're the guy that is like the least talented boy band member, and you think you're Timberlake. You're replaceable. You're replaceable well, he's in just, that lineup. He's just the guy on he, he's the fourth guy on those championship teams. Third or third guy at best, fourth, maybe fifth guy. Right? 
he's not who he is without Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, or a KD, all that, you know, that whole lineup that he's had for the past yeah, You could even argue Iguandala. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's so. nothing without a dynasty. Uh, Jed, am I right on that? You're Mr. NBA. What do you say, Jet? How do you? He feel wasn't even listening. He wasn't even listening to what I was saying. Never mind. I, never mind. Uh, CJ the pirate. He was mad. He was. Listen, I'm I'm a Draymond Green fan. I mean, he's he does everything really well, but score. Now he's and I think the attitude actually helps the Warriors, and I think that's kind of oh, led right. partly to the dynasty in a way. Save it for the gas cast. That's that's CJ's. Uh, podcast you can download anywhere so you look at me giving you a plug on here i'm feeling uh very generous giving you a plug there he's doing a cj dance i bet he is Ooh, i see that that's not good that is not good no that's elaine venice level bad uh we're gonna take a break you know what there's there's still about 15 more minutes of this uh, fun and frivolity uh we'll break into some of our uh, audio get you ready for ecu baseball and uh, inevitably ecu basketball as we uh, take you into the next hour and then hand it off, we hand the ball to Coach O and Corey as uh, we'll take you into ECU baseball coverage here in just a little bit. So all of that uh, in just uh, minutes as we continue on into uh, the 6 o'clock hour here of the Patrick Johnson Show. Log on to 943thegame.com for blogs about the Pirates program schedules and more. Patrick Johnson. I think he's a hedonist and an overblown grandstander. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Purdy opens up on a Tuesday, 20,000 fans. My homies at uh, Sports Channel 8 have made a uh, history of parody songs and videos for years. And this is one of them, and I, I think this is great. Is this Was this a Drake song about the club or something? Yep, it was a Drake song. Talking about living it up on the club in the club on a Tuesday. Pretty self-explanatory. Not, okay, pardon me. Not a great song. Not, my, not Fitty in the club. That's more my jam. I'm a 50 cent guy. I'm with you there. Uh, ECU and Elon tonight from Clark LeClaire Stadium. Second meeting of the year between the two. Pirates come in 12 and 3. Elon 7 and 9. ECU will play tomorrow night at 10 and 5 UNCW. Uh, that will be a 545 airtime tomorrow. And first pitch at 6. Corey Glore will do the uh, whole hour tomorrow. Uh, as I'll be back on the uh, 12 to 3 statewide network slot uh, for uh, next week and a half. And uh, I'll be back next week. This will be my only uh, PJ show of the week. Uh, I'll be on doing the uh, Farmville Central basketball games alongside uh, Brian Mull. Brian and I did uh, college hoops for a few years for uh, various packages for Sirius XM, uh, especially the postseason. So that was good. And uh, we're going to kind of reunite this uh, weekend uh, in Chapel Hill. Uh, big thanks to our sponsors of that. And that list is growing. Uh, but uh, Farmville Central Basketball and the State Championships is presented by the Little Rocket, Modlin's Welding, David Kuhn of Kuhn Homes, Dixie Queen Seafood, 
in Farmville, Outback Construction Company, Boberg Law Office, and Don Rhodes at Roofmax and Mosquito Authority. Thanks to those great sponsors. Uh, let's do our pirate report, shall we? And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Uh, this is uh, Joe Dooley. Let's do some of Dooley's pregame comments. Uh, he talked about what his team needed to work on yesterday and really kind of uh, shoring up and going to the uh, into the tournament game on Thursday. Cut 10. You know, we still we still need to upgrade our, uh, our our physical conditioning as far as strength, and some of that's you know you're not going to take a you know guy like Tristan who's 17 he's on camps he's not going to look like a Cumberland uh, who at 22 is is a different you know species right now he's just he's just a better you know he's just an older more mature guy and I think all those guys with with Brandon Suggs and, and even Charles Charles looks the part as you know but Charles is very weak through the hips and through the lower body and he needs to get stronger in his lower body. Um, so that was really what they needed to work on all the way through. Uh, this is the scouting report going into Memphis. And he's, he's just such a, you know, he and Thomas are terrific. You know, Thomas is very underrated in my opinion. I mean, he, he really stretches the floor and he's a very good passer. Precious is a, is a unique talent. I mean, he can play inside, he can play outside. He gets off on a different floor when they throw the ball out, uh, throw the ball up and, uh, you know, they're very balanced. You look at Canonez has played really well throughout the year, and you know, Tyler Harris has had some really big games lately. Ben, let me know when you get cut three ready. Uh, but this, to me, would be very concerning, and is very concerning to hear Joe say this in the post game the other night at, down at South Florida. And I understand emotions were raw and they got their doors blown off, but you know, Joe chooses his words carefully. Joe's an emotional guy, Dooley is, but he just doesn't say stuff for the sake of saying it. So when he said this, this really perked my ears. Cut three. So this is not who we've been for the last two months. I mean, we were like this early in the season. In the, the last six weeks, we've played hard. We've tried hard. And I don't know what happened these last two games. Uh, it, our energy level, and I don't know whether we've hit a wall, but it was, it was very disappointing, uh, very, very disappointing today. And he's really talking about the lack of effort there. Just the lack of effort there. And, I mean, that is concerning. The lack of a fight, the lack of effort, the lack of organization. Uh, Pirates will take the floor again in the conference tournament in Texas at 10 o'clock. Uh, Jaden Gardner uh, tries to maybe give his opinion and thoughts and insight into what had gone wrong for the Pirates the last few games. Cut five. We got to get back to playing um, just ECU basketball, just playing hard and um, just playing together and um, listening to the coach and trusting our, trusting ourselves. Um, uh, we feel like a wall right now for some reason, but uh, hopefully we can just figure it out and be, be prepared to face Memphis on Thursday. Here's what he said about the mindset heading into the conference tournament. You just got to go out there with dog-like mentality and just know that it's, it's postseason time. It's 0-0. Everybody has the same record, and everybody's looking to play in the tournament. Memphis is still looking to get into the NCAA tournament. So we have to be able to have that um, fight and resilience that we're trying to go to the tournament if we win the conference tournament. So we just have to have that mentality and fight like that this weekend. Uh, this is uh, Godwin. A couple of things uh, kind of heading into to, to the game today. Obviously, Sunday passing uh, Coach LeClaire 
with uh, the third game where they swept Charlotte on Sunday. This is uh, Cliff's thoughts on that. Uh, actually, it was pretty emotional uh, just because I didn't know that. And it's not been like a goal of mine to, you know, surpass Coach LeClaire. I just want to make Coach LeClaire proud of the product that we're putting on the field. I want to make the teammates that I played with proud and ECU baseball alums and the fans proud of what we're doing here, not just on the baseball field, but for the community and what our guys do in the classroom. So it's an honor. Um, but like I said, uh, it wasn't something that, you know, I set out to plan to do. This is uh, Cliff giving an update of Gavin Williams' uh, injury situation. Yeah, he's coming along. And, uh, you know, we wanted to get him close to 45 pitches. I think he threw 38 or 40 pitches. So his pitch count will continue to go up. And, you know, once we feel comfortable, we'll move him into a starting role in some capacity. Just not sure when that's going to be. Like I keep saying, his health is the number one priority, but he has been feeling good and continue to progress. So we're excited about that. All right. Uh, Cliff Godwin there, ECU and uh, Elon tonight. Then the Pirates will have a, a that uh, fifth game added to the week tomorrow when they travel down to uh, Wilmington. Uh, big thanks today to Coach O for joining us earlier. Also, uh, big thanks to uh, Congressman Greg Murphy, MD, uh, for joining us there. And uh, just uh, if you're going to be out and about at the game tonight, uh, especially if you're going to be out, you know, consuming some food and all that, just make sure you keep your hands clean. That's what it sounds like. And uh, we'll see. Uh, We'll see if crowds will be affected. I I talked to somebody today about was there any conversation because they had the press conference uh, today uh, somewhere in the triangle about uh, for the, you know, basketball. Um, And obviously the Farmville contingency went to that uh, from the school and, you know, I, I talked to someone there and I just briefly, and I asked, uh, that attended it and I asked uh, her, did, did they talk about maybe, you know, fans not being at the games? And, uh, she said that was not really discussed. I think they had asked Q Tucker that, and, um, uh, it didn't seem like that that had really entered into the fray, but I mean, they've already canceled tournaments. Ivy leagues canceled both theirs. Uh, it just, I think it's the NCAA is taking the stance. It's going to be up to each individual conference and each individual sort of region, how they're going to do that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, my way, it's not looking good for my Wake Forest Demon Deacons right now. Uh, down 70 to 66 to uh, Pitt with four minutes to go in Greensboro. We, we might be watching the final four minutes of the Danny Manning era. Oh, they just switched a shot. So there you go. Inside of four, my Demon Deacons and Frank Gerner's Demon Deacons are uh, on a uh, 70 to 68 uh, deficit here. All right, I will uh, be out the rest of the week from this time slot. Uh, Corey Glore will have it for you tomorrow. Trent McGee also in there the rest of the week. So thanks to those guys. And thanks to our staff. Uh, Henry did the Cliff interview yesterday, and I appreciate that greatly. Uh, Michael Busimi, shout out to him. Uh, Ben Byram, CJ, great job. Uh, is uh, doing what they got to do to keep the show running smoothly as possible. And uh, I appreciate it very much. Uh, I'll be on the 12 to sleep three slot uh, on the NC Sports Network statewide, including here on 94.3, the game the rest of the week and then the next week. So uh, and I'll hopefully be back on some of these shows next week. We just needed to kind of get through this week and and get cranking. Uh, because it's a big overhaul and undertaking going on in that noon to three slot. So, uh, Pirate Baseball is coming up on the other side of this break. 
You'll join uh, Corey and Coach, and they will bring you pitch-by-pitch action tonight, ECU and Elon. Uh, Talk to you Saturday from Farmville. We'll actually talk to you tomorrow at noon, but you know what I mean. Have a good night, everybody.